0: friends to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna and today we are here with the amazing Justine Giles. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Oh I am doing awesome. So I went I forgot to ask before we started. We usually talk about the weather. We were talking about some other stuff. Yeah. So how is the weather in Canada? Uh, I'm guessing it's a little bit chilly.
1: It is but you know what today is beautiful. It feels kind of like a spring day and I felt motivated to clean but honestly the past month has been really cold and this is a little bit of a break before the next few months of winter we get a lot of snow here so I'm taking the sunny days while I can basically and just trying to enjoy it while it lasts
0: beautiful yeah I that's one thing I miss about being in the northern area I'm in Florida so all year long it's really nice and hot we get those once or one yeah. or two cold days of the year and uh I'm still in shorts and t-shirt in those cold days and everyone's dressed up like Canadians usually because you know they bundle up like it's you know freezing and I'm like it's sixty five degrees. It's it's not freezing, but you know, <laughs> teach his home, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, you definitely have to wear layers up here. That's for sure.
0: Mm. Yes, oh, I can imagine. I'm not sure I'd, I'd be acclimated to that kind of cold anymore. So, we love to start off with the most difficult question: Who is okay. Justine Giles?
1: Wow, that's a loaded question for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justine Giles is an old soul she's different she's smart and she is wise and she's kind and she's very reflective and creative and independent and yeah I mean that's kind of me in a nutshell I think I've always loved music I've always loved visual art and I was always an observer so even as a kid I grew up observing my surroundings and being really introspective and doing a lot of writing and poetry and that type of thing so I guess that's me in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) Wonderful well I will say you have some amazing music out Um, I obviously checked out some of the older stuff that I hadn't heard of so that yeah. was kind of refreshing. But of course, let's talk about uh, in October, you released uh, Another Chance. Tell us about yeah. that one. Like, you know, tell me about it. Like, what was your inspiration behind it? Was it really all personal or was it kind of slightly personal and kind of more of a story?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I write a lot of personal music for sure. And there has definitely been a big evolution over the years. If you heard any of my early material, it's it used to be very self-produced and kind of more on the folk side of things and I think over the years I've just kind of been finding my my voice and and leaning heavily into storytelling but I've also started collaborating with other artists and staying open to co-writes and stuff like that and the pandemic was a great time to do that for me. I did a lot of virtual co-writes and just kind of tapped into some new energy. I moved actually across Canada right before COVID hit so I was brand new here and was fortunate to have a few artist friends. So yeah, I did a lot of writing, and another chance was just a byproduct of that, and just trying to write something hopeful and something about just coming out of the last few years, and and just really another chance at love and at life, and staying open to new possibilities is really what it was all about. Beautiful. So
0: obviously, you co-wrote another chance with. Uh... What was it, Matt? Uh, Yes. Yeah, Matt Blaze. Yes, thank you. I'm like, I know I wrote it down somewhere. I'm like, I have all these notes, (laughs) but, you know. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. Nothing personal. Uh, But, uh, yeah. So, so what was it, like, you know, and and I like to ask people, like, sometimes they get to the point where they can only write with certain people. Now that you said with the Zoom and new creations and things like that, what, like, now, is Matt someone you write with regularly?
1: Yeah, and he was someone Mm -hmm. that I didn't write with prior to the pandemic. But I had time to, you know, think about who I'd like to work with. And I just think he's an amazing songwriter. And he also locally was like a songwriter in residence through one of yeah. our public libraries. So he did a lot of virtual co-writes and was able to help a lot of artists during a time when there was no live music. And he was just really a supportive person for me. Um And he also co-wrote on my song Save Myself, which came out earlier this year in February. So him and I got to the nitty gritty and got through a pretty intense like therapy session of writing that song. So um, right after that, we were able to collaborate on Another Chance, which was much more kind of uplifting and hopeful. So yeah, you get to know people, right? And get to know their stories. So we created a really safe space and wrote some intense music and then we wrote um this hopeful song and I had some pretty strong ideas as to wh- how I wanted it to go and the melody I had pretty much all together but Matt's really good as a lyricist to tighten up some things and change some wording and make a stronger bridge so yeah he's been really awesome to work with
0: and that's exactly why I asked when you mentioned your other know, song that you've released earlier in the year because I was like they were they're really great songs obviously one's more serious one's more you know a little less yeah so that's why I was like you know it's so great to see the, the depth of a song. So just evolve even in two songs, you know, so the totally. same co-writers. So,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: So tell me who are some of the women that inspire you musically?
1: I love this question. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> I try to talk about this a lot because I think it's
1: important. Um, I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of Lilith Fair women. So Sheryl yeah. Crow and uh, Sarah McLaughlin, Alan- Alanis Morissette, um, really just empowering women. These days, I love Casey Musgraves, Marin Morris. These are women that may not necessarily get radio play even, but they mm-hmm. have really amazing careers. They can sell out stadiums. They have a loyal fan base and they're amazing songwriters, right? So it's really amazing for me to witness that in this current time. It's really awesome that, yeah, they can just they can support other women and they can have their strong voices and
0: opinions and maybe they're not
1: for everybody but they're true to who they are and i think that's super inspiring
0: absolutely i couldn't agree more with you on those for sure yeah so is there anyone that you resonate with that you're like like i don't know how do i put this who did you want to be when you grew up like as far as you've always loved music and stuff but if you could like be someone like For me i always wanted to grow up to like i would grow up to be dolly parton not just musically just in general (laughs) because she's awesome right
1: she is awesome
0: yeah so is there anyone like that you just want to grow up to be one day because you know i i'm gonna be like you know hitting uh you know a century soon uh no half a century and a few more years to go but um when i hit that age i'm gonna be like yeah i still want to be dolly parton right who wouldn't
1: yeah totally Uh, Well, when I was asked as a kid what I wanted to be when I grew up, I always said a singer and a teacher. So there's some element to like mentoring or supporting other people. Uh, That's that's been a huge part of my life. So I'm trying to get involved with like local communities and up and coming songwriters and trying to support them on their journey, because I think that's really important. But I think artist wise. I mean, I grew up with Jagged Little Pill and I remember that was like the biggest CD Mm -hmm. at the time. And even my uncle had that CD in his player all the time. So, I mean, Alanis was just so ahead of her time, I think. Like, I listen to a lot of her podcasts these days and she's just brilliant. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of depth to her lyrics that I don't think people even picked up on at the time in the 90s. And now really hearing about what the songwriting meant to her like some of the deeper meanings behind these songs it's really interesting um but yeah i think she was just such a unique personality too and just did her own thing and again she may not fit into a box and maybe she didn't fit in with other people at the time but she was true to who she was and she found her own voice and i think that's just awesome so i think she's a really awesome person absolutely i
0: couldn't agree more i mean she definitely was one of the women that stood out to change commercially. Now, let, let's say it's commercial songs. I'm going to say this. Yeah. Change the choruses or the choruses weren't identical. You know, like they had the same pretense, you know, but but lyrically they were different. So you, you kind of go through and you're like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. And then and you can really pinpoint certain things like she really did start changing that commercially. Because if you yes. remember commercial a lot, I can, I can go, you know, we could probably name 10 million songs that were the same verse and same, or same chorus over and over and over, right? But yep. that was really, I think in the 90s, one of the biggest things that she was known. That's just amazing. Still is. I
1: totally agree. Yeah. And I think there's always been that idea of there's a clear cut path in this industry. And obviously the industry changes and ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. And this is popular for a time and then it's not. So I really respect and admire artists that find their own way. And find their audience. It's really cool.
0: Definitely. So now we've asked all kinds of other questions. Would you like to get into the 20 crazy questions?
1: Yeah, of course. Bring it on.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. I promise we won't get arrested yet. Not yet. Not yet. So tell me, what is your Dance Like Nobody's Watching song? The song you have to dance to? (laughs) Uh,
1: Probably some sort of... 90s jam. Uh, well, InSync was like my first boy band concert experience when I was young. So, anytime I hear InSync or Backstreet Boys, <laughs> any of their <laughs> any of their hits, I have to dance around. There's no mm. way I can't.
0: <laughs> oh, wonderful! In your opinion, what is the perfect workout song or genre? Hmm.
1: Um, I would say, anytime I hear um blinding lights by the weekend, it's like mm-hmm. such a good like dancing yeah. song and I always feel like I need to jog, so that's definitely a song that I just equate to workout for some reason. And I would say just pop music in general like it seems to be good beats and good cleaning the house music too.
0: Absolutely. I can't disagree with that. That's usually what I do. I throw music on and go. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. Tell me, what are the top two concerts you've ever attended?
1: Hmm. Jason Mraz, I've seen live quite a few times, and he always puts on a really good show. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like a full, a full band with like a horn section. So that's really neat. Uh, yeah, he always puts on a really, really good show. And like I said, Insync was my first concert, and they were probably this small on a big screen because I was in a huge <laughs> a huge venue and way at the back but it was cool as a kid to go see something in such a massive stadium and everyone did
0: the wave and
1: yeah it was pretty fun
0: absolutely oh my god yeah I can remember that first concert that I went to that everyone like when you're young and you just everyone does the wave it's just it's just yeah
1: it's an experience
0: <laughs> it is it doesn't even matter who you go and see at that point it's, it's the experience right yeah exactly um, so Give us some recommendations. Tell us some artists or albums we need to listen to before we die.
1: Right now, I'm still really hooked on the latest Marin Mor- uh, Morris record, uh, Humble Quest. I mean, I love all of her records. I think they're all great, but I can listen to that every day and I'm not getting tired of it. So I think that speaks to something. Uh, it brings you on a journey. It's, it's very mm-hmm. different than her other records as well. Yeah. Um, just even production-wise, but I I love it. I think it's a really awesome record. So, humble quest for sure. What else? Uh, Casey Musgraves. I also never tire of Golden Hour. So many great mm-hmm. tracks on that record, and and I think it's cool too. With that, not every song on the album sounds the same. I think it's it's cool that you can experiment with production on a on a record, and but still have it flow if that makes sense. So. Some of the songs are more acoustic and other songs lean into some, you know, could be Dolly Parton inspired. The other songs could be a little bit of disco. It's cool that she can experiment with different, just different flavors. So I love that record. Oh, geez. Yeah. Jacob Little Pill, love it. And even some of like Sheryl Crow's early, early records were, were really awesome too.
0: Absolutely. I would imagine when you said Show Crawl, I always went to the uh, Tuesday Tuesday nightclub. For- yeah, exactly. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like that stuff never gets old to me. Like I love listening back to those, to those records from like 90s. There was just so much great music at that time.
0: Absolutely. I, I'm I always say, like, when I interview some of the younger artists, and I say this in the nicest way. I'm like okay I'm like you weren't alive yet hold on wait a second let's back up have you heard of this music before I start talking you know because I'm like exactly I feel sometimes like I'm like we can talk about the 90s and they're like uh yeah I wasn't born until like you know 2001 I'm like what
1: oh so, geez yeah I was so born funny. in 92 like so I still I mm-hmm. but I came up with that that whole era of yeah just incredible music
0: absolutely absolutely that was it was just such a pivotal area i think because so much did cross over too like you know yeah it was crossing over rock was co- yeah it was kind of that emerging it was just really starting to cross over at that point it was really cool yeah
1: exactly so tell me
0: speaking of of the 90s you know this may be your guilty pleasure but tell me do you have any guilty pleasure music you know that uh music that's uh, hidden on the ipod that only certain people know you might listen to it maybe a little mm, hanson that's... or maybe oh. shark <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man you know, well, growing up in Canada, like I saw Justin Bieber's whole evolution from like he's getting signed and working with Usher to where he is today and I I have to say like he actually has some pretty amazing records. I think Purpose, the Purpose album is within the last like 10 years and he actually has some awesome stuff. So he went from being like this little boy to this massive superstar, but he actually I think is a is a really cool songwriter too, so you you might find some Justin Bieber on my on my old playlist.
0: Wonderful. So hypothetically, if I came to you and said I need to hide a dead body, you do you know a good place?
1: Hmm. Well, I grew up in a mining town where people work underground, so, <laughs> so we're good. Uh, maybe maybe that's an
0: option.
1: <laughs> <sighs> oh.
0: I'll be sure to call you.
1: Yeah, underground is probably the safest bet.
0: <laughs> Do you have a game plan for zombie apocalypse?
1: No, I probably should though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I will warn you. The uh, I had another Canadian artist on. She goes, you know what? I've never seen them. I'm going to go up to the mountains where it's snowing because I've never seen zombies in snow. I'm like, ah there we go. We just stay at the top of whatever, you know, mountain stays snowy all year long, you know, glaciers maybe, I don't know, whatever.
1: Yeah, that's actually a good idea.
0: I was like, that's great. We just have to figure out the food (laughs) and everything else later, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So in your opinion, tell me, what job would you be terrible at doing?
1: Hmm. Probably just some sort of nine to five, like, that gets really tiresome and you do the same thing every day. Something in fi- finance, I would be terrible. <laughs> like, if I had to crunch the same numbers every day, mm-hmm. probably wouldn't be good. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be for me. I think I would get bored.
0: I can understand that. If you won the lottery, what's the first thing you would do?
1: I would... Probably, honestly, think about where I need to be investing it and how much I need to be saving because I love to shop and I love hats. I have a hat collection. I love clothes, but I would want to make sure that I need to be putting some aside and not touching it and make a hard rule for myself that it's like locked up somewhere where I can't can't touch it unless it's like an emergency <laughs> uh, and make plans for, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of investments to make in this industry, so... Mm-hmm. I would also want to set aside like money for recording and money for marketing and money for travel and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, I would want to, should probably call a lawyer or something or someone that's like a financial
0: (laughs) advisor. (laughs) Oh, more than likely. Yes. Yeah. I can understand that. Oh my goodness. Probably some CDs, three month CDs where you can't touch it. You know, if you take it out, then you lose money or something like those things, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, tell me what's the last thing that you read? A good book or um, hmm. maybe it was
1: just an email. I probably read more emails than anything else. Um, yeah, that's sad. I mean, I listen to a lot of audiobooks though, and a lot of podcasts, so I, I don't necessarily read a lot of things on paper. Unless it's notes. Like, I write a lot of notes to myself, and I still write in a physical agenda, (laughs) if that
0: counts. No, I'm right there with you. I might have it on electronic, but I also write it down, because for some reason, it's like your brain absorbs it then. I don't know.
1: I have to have both.
0: So, do you prefer boots or heels?
1: Oh, I mean, I like heeled boots, so I like both, but... (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with boots. I'm going to go with boots. More comfortable. And I don't want to fall. I think sometimes, too, I just have a bad ankle. Like when I was a kid, I used to sprain my ankles all the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my ankle will just give even if I'm in flat shoes. So I'm I'm going to vote boots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. If we made a movie about your life, who would you want to play you?
1: Ooh, that's that's a big question. Hmm. Oh, that's tough. There's a lot of great actresses. Uh, jeez. Maybe like Mandy Moore or I'm trying to think of, um, I don't know. I don't watch a ton of movies. Mandy Moore or like Rachel McAdams or someone, someone like that.
0: (laughs) Both great choices. It's whoever you want to play you. Really? Yeah. I'm sure we could get an open casting call for you when when the time comes.
1: Yeah, I think we should.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So this might be the second difficult question that we have. Where's Waldo?
1: Oh, somewhere in a striped shirt (laughs)
0: very true (laughs) oh in your opinion what's the best thing since sliced bread
1: i mean my first thought was butter because i love i love bread and i love butter (laughs) (laughs) bread and butter go really well together i never tire of that
0: um And on spaghetti night, a little garlic, perfect, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love, well, I love carbs. I love, I love carbs. So can't go wrong. And actually I switched, like there's different types of butter, but I started buying like the actual sticks of butter, like actual butter. And I, it's enjoyable.
0: That's a perfect answer. (laughs) (laughs) So would you rather cook or order in?
1: depends on the day I mean I do love cooking um unless I'm really exhausted then I'll order in but yeah I mean I enjoy I enjoy cooking
0: in your opinion what is the worst pizza topping pineapple
1: (laughs) (laughs) I cannot I can't do it it's just there's something about hot pineapple that it rubs me the wrong way (laughs)
0: Okay. So you're definitely on the uh, anti-pineapple side of this whole, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to get a group of people together one day and we're just going to have pineapple, non-pineapple. Like it's, it's literally that. Yeah. A couple that are in the middle that it doesn't matter to them, they'll eat it, whatever. then there's yes and no people. Like it's one way or the other. And it's really, I'm telling you, it's everyone's very passionate about us. I I didn't realize how passionate pineapple would be on pizzas.
1: It's true. You either love it or hate it. I find for the most part, there may be a few people in the middle, but yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm still voting sardines, so that's my vote, but...
1: Okay, yeah. that's a good vote, too. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you wish would magically clean itself? The house, the car, everything?
1: Probably probably the house, or more specifically my oven, or the bathtub, or like the shower walls. I mean, that's that's on the bottom of the list for me. <laughs> I, I don't clean it until I absolutely need to.
0: Totally understand that. And even those sprays, you can spray and spray and whichever sprays you get. It's like, I swear, it's like, oh, yes, it's supposed to work. Rinse.
1: Yeah, it's supposed no, to magically still just clean.
0: It. <laughs> I still just scrub this one. You just I know. something I don't have to scrub it now. No. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah. A self-cleaning shower would be great.
0: We'll work on that. Tell us something on your bucket list.
1: I would love to see. There's a, a few places I really want to see and go travel. Uh, I'd love to see Europe. I haven't been over there yet, and even some spots in the states. Like I've never been to Nashville, and I've never been to um, the Red Rocks Amphitheater, and I really want to mm-hmm. check out that venue. It looks really
0: awesome. That is definitely on my bucket list. The Red Rocks Amphitheater. Yeah, yeah. Would love to go see like someone like even Keith Musgrave. Like so, yeah, I mean like that would be. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Well, Marin actually did a show there last month and I wasn't able to go and I really wanted to go. (sighs) It would have been really cool.
0: Absolutely. So when you go, you're gonna have to make sure you'd like tag us in some posts or whatever. Cause yeah, I love that place. It's just one of the coolest places ever. Huh?
1: Yeah. It's always been on my bucket list. I have yet to go, but I will go one day hopefully.
0: Well, if you could be any person, or a position like a doctor or a lawyer or accountant, which we probably know the accountant's out, but um, <laughs> what position would you want to be for the day and why?
1: Hmm. That's a tough one too. Mm-hmm. Cause I do love what I do and it comes with a lot of different hats to wear, right? Like there's a lot of elements to being an artist that go into different fields. Mm -hmm. so maybe maybe something in like the travel industry like something really strange like someone that works on like a cruise ship or someone that gets to go really cool
0: places that I would never see
1: that would be kind of cool
0: awesome and for those of you who are just listening Tigger just joined us it's been a while since she's really joined for say hi so you know, I cute i rubbed. love i don't want to say love I cats a <laughs> here let me pass her over to you you can <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that would be cool
0: right that would be awesome let's, let's just teleport her ow ow relax put your claws down it's okay sit down get comfy so sorry about the interruption but, but she she says hi anyway she'll you're welcome to come and pet me her anytime i would love okay. to <laughs> But you're welcome. Anytime. Just let me know in advance. Uh, I'll make sure that we can put up a blow up mattress or whatever, because we don't have any more spare beds right now, but we'll make it happen. That'd be fun. Tell me, do you have any words of wisdom that you live by? And if so, what are they?
1: I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty words of wisdom kind of person. I'm, I love hearing podcasts and things that inspire me. I live by a lot of Brené Brown stuff, like just trying to lean into vulnerability. That's one of my biggest things. It can just seem like it's scary and risky and and some people obviously see it as a weakness, but I've been listening to a lot of her her wisdom about just trying to show up and kind of wear your heart on your sleeve. It can be terrifying, but I've I've found that All the times that I've leaned into that, it's paid off and has fostered some really great connections with people and led to writing some awesome songs. So, yeah, I think just daring to be open and vulnerable, even when it's scary, is probably something that I'm trying to live by these days.
0: That's awesome. And, yeah, I mean, anyone who hasn't read any of her books, we're going to recommend that you go read those books or listen to the audios, whichever. Yeah they're they're well worth it I mean I've listened to her audios usually probably because my reading time is a lot less than it used to be so that's but yeah definitely inspirational so tell me what does obviously we're at the almost the end of 2022 here what does next year hold for you like um you plan to do obviously more co-writes release more music touring what's the new year like for you
1: I we get some pretty crazy winters in Canada so really I'm going to be focusing on writing for the next few months just because it's going to be brutal outside (laughs) and I'm not going to really want to go anywhere and our live shows kind of die down here I don't know if it's the same everywhere but just in the winter seasons it gets a little bit sparse with shows there's not as many festivals but by the time spring summer fall rolls around next year I'd love to be doing similar to this year I mean I did a lot of festivals and doing a little bit of touring and yeah, so I'm really going to be focusing on writing for the winter, planning the next recordings and releases and doing it all over again, just following the cycles as they come.
0: Wonderful. Well, we'll be on the lookout for those of you in Canada, make sure you go catch Justine at a show next uh, year in the summer, spring. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, if you're ever in the States, you got to make sure you let me know. We can probably get you booked in Florida. If you need to escape the winter you know let me know we'll get we'll just bring no, that you Florida. that's
1: a good plan that's a really good plan
0: <laughs> and there's enough canadians down here so you won't feel alone um because they all come that's down true. For, they flock south for the, the the winter too so yeah but you are welcome back anytime justine uh it's been a pleasure Thank having you. you on today and uh i hope when you have some new music you come on and share it with us all
1: yeah, absolutely. I would love to. And I'd love to come down at some point. I, I really miss Target. We had Target up here for a little bit and then yeah. it, it didn't really last up here. So I uh, I miss that store.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't believe that. Uh, maybe it was the winners because people didn't go out as much. Maybe. I don't know. but um...
1: Who knows? I, I Something about it just didn't work in, in the market up here. But I don't think they were as big of the stores as you had down there. Like we did kind of a smaller version could and be, it just yeah. didn't didn't fly.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, hopefully, well, we could always uh I could take you on a virtual tour of Target next time I go. And <laughs> if there's anything you need, let me know. We'll just uh pick it up and <laughs> ship it to Canada.
1: <laughs> or you'll have to yeah, go to and get it. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you again for joining me. And thank you, friends, for joining us for another episode of Crazy Women Country. Have a great day.